Hey everyone, it's Daniel here from the Wander Near podcast. Um, today is season two, episode two of the Wander Near podcast, and today we're going to be talking with Abby J. Hall, a artist from the Toronto area. Uh, we were talking through Zoom, so the sound may not be a, as well, but bear with me. But um, yeah, it was, it was a very great conversation. We talked about music, life, experiences. Um, how does Abby keep herself grounded and not think too much about the numbers? And just what is one thing that Abby learned throughout this time that we're all in? And like quick production note, um, towards the end, it kind of cuts off after she shares her social medias and uh, the, the audio kind of like cued out so but that basically was the end of the conversation so 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 stay till the end and um there's some things that we need to share about the wandroneer so anyway without further ado here it is I guess we could start off with uh, if you can just introduce yourself and um, maybe some cool fact that people don't know. Okay. Hi, my name is Abby J. Hall. And a cool fact, well, I mean, I've never been to school my whole life. So that could be cool. <laughs> huh. Wait, you never, like, were you, like, homeschooled or are you just, like, didn't go to school yeah I was homeschooled growing up and then after high school I just I've just been pursuing like music and doing editing part-time yeah. as well yeah video editing and yeah that's really cool so like because I'm curious to people who go to homeschool like was it was it fun was it something that you liked doing or was it just like you were just it just it is like it is what it is yeah, I mean, I didn't really know, like, much different, like, growing up. I think, like, thankfully, we always were involved in some sort of group with, like, other homeschooled kids, so we weren't, like, completely isolated or alone, which I'm thankful for. And then in high school, I just had a really great group of, like, friends in our, like, high school, like, co-op. It was, like, school, but, like, one day a week type thing. Whoa. And so, yeah, I never really felt, like, the need or, like, longing to go to school yeah. but yeah that's cool but my siblings both have so i'm the only one yeah. that went fully that's cool so um you guess you're like the oldest then right yeah okay. yeah being the oldest is fun yeah sort of sometimes Are you, you're the oldest too yeah i'm the oldest yeah nice mm -hmm. um so so you said that you've been doing music ever since you've finished high school. How long have you been doing music? So, um, so yeah, I graduated high school in 2018. Mm -hmm. And I kind of, I've been doing music like all throughout high school as well. But it wasn't until like I graduated that I wanted to kind of start pursuing it more and recording more of my songs. And um, yeah, so I guess I've been doing that for like yeah like three years three four years 
Well, that's cool. So what what is the what is the challenge that you faced like doing music and or or better off phrasing like what what is one thing that you didn't really like know when you first started and now you kind of are a little bit aware of when it comes to doing music? True. Um I think I think I thought maybe it would be more of like a straight path like more of a okay this is what you do and like these are the steps but I feel like you know like the music industry everyone's story as an artist is so unique and different and I think it is really just trying to find yeah your own way mm -hmm. and I feel like there's there's always so much to learn about the industry and about yeah just other artists in general but that's probably that's probably what it is is just kind of coming to a realization of really figuring out who you are I guess as a person and and as an artist yeah yeah hopefully that answered your question <laughs> it did it did it, yeah that's that is pretty interesting because I yeah you know I I've always like um you know I've been talking to artists for like the last couple of years but my my perception was like yeah it's a very straight path like it's you know you go and record a song and then you just put it on spotify or whatever mm -hmm. and then you just yeah. share it and then that's it but that isn't the case there's a there's a lot of like you know stuff that goes on in the background that mm -hmm. I, I never knew mm -hmm. um yeah so like so what do you think is um, something that you like doing when it comes to like doing music like what 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 like pushes you to do music other than like I don't know getting like a regular like kind of five job or like doing something other than music like what like what what like pushes you to do music is it I'm trying to ask yeah a great question um I think honestly like songwriting has been I like I started songwriting when I was 11 mm -hmm. and so it's just something that I can't it's just kind of like become a part of me now and how a different way to I guess like see the world mm -hmm. and I think hey there's something just so beautiful about music the way it unites people mm -hmm. like even if you say like like you know like everyone likes music like even if you say oh I'm not a big music fan you're still gonna be listening to it when you watch you know, a movie or hearing it like on the street. And I think just being a part of that orchestra in a way of just people, I don't know. It's just, I just, it excites me. Yeah. That's awesome. And yeah, it pushes me to get better and improve my songwriting and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's really cool that you say that it's like, it, it's like an orchestra. Cause I, cause I, I immediately pictured like, you know, you as a conductor, right? So like you're conducting, you know, the, the um, energy or the vibe of whatever you want to like mm. shout to, you know, to me, for example, who's like listening to music or seeing you at a concert or, or whatever. But it's like, ultimately, yeah, like music brings people together. And even if like, even if the music was like in another language, which is fascinating, like so mm, yeah. still like understand it. I mean, I understand the words, yeah. but they can still like, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, like a, a language that everyone gets. Yeah, yeah it's cool. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so 
where have you performed lately or in general in your career? Late, yeah, definitely lately. I haven't actually performed like at all <laughs> for a few months. That's true. Um, but just before actually COVID or this COVID and the lockdown happened, I performed at this showcase called Sofer Sounds Toronto. Mm-hmm. And it was a really, I love that show because it was really like intimate and like a really engaged crowd, which was really fun. Yeah. And then probably the most memorable is at the Sound of Music Festival. It's like a festival in my town. Mm-hmm. And so that was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. Where, so so um, how did you get those, 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 those um, opportunities? Because it seemed like they're very, they're very cool. Oh, thanks. Sound, Sound of Music, I, I've actually played there before, so I, I just kind of like, you just kind of, you know, like apply or reach out to the pe- the program programming director. Yeah. Um, and then so far was, I had like a mutual connection who asked me to come represent um, actually like a movie called I Still Believe. Mm-hmm. And so... It was kind of through a mutual friend that I played that one. But yeah, I feel like for shows in general, like reaching out to people is usually for me beneficial. Yeah, Yeah. that's awesome. That's, that's really cool. Um, Were you, were you scared? Like, like, like take me to the day that you were about to perform, right? And maybe like, let's say a couple hours before you were like on set or on set on on stage on stage yeah like yeah like um how did you feel what was going on in your mind what was going on your heart like were you excited were you scared were you both like yeah just take me there i want to want to see it or visualize it i guess yeah i think always before i go on stage i feel like super nervous and like I can't eat anything mm-hmm. <laughs> um but yeah I think it depends like if it's a um if it's a smaller crowd of people I know sometimes that's even more nerve-wracking than like a festival where you, there's just a bunch of people and you can't really see their faces or if I'm performing with a band I feel like I can be more excited and a little bit more relaxed because I, I know that they have my back you know in a way yeah um but I'm I I think I'm always like super nervous and I kind of I stop talking to everyone yeah I'm just like okay I gotta like zone into this um but yeah that's but yeah nervous always nervous yeah yeah huh that's that's interesting that you you said that you would uh when it's a smaller crowd but that people that you may know that it like a little bit more scarier than like a bigger crowd, which, which I kind of, now that I kind of see it, I kind of understand because it's, mm-hmm. when it's smaller, you can like see the person that's on their phone, for example. Um, yeah, totally. Where, so you can yeah. see their faces, right? Yeah. How does and that I find? Oh, oh, sorry. Sorry, go ahead. No, what were you saying? Oh, uh, I was saying is, um, how does that like affect you? So like, you know, like, let's say that you're, you're like performing and I'm on my phone either I'm recording Mm. what you're doing or I'm like legit just on my phone on like Twitter or something like does Mm -hmm. that does that like affect you or does it just 
or you're just like, oh, maybe that person is experiencing music in their own way? Mm, I think, yeah, that's a great question. I think, I think probably in earlier years of performing, I think it would even affect me mm-hmm. more. The weird thing about it is when you can see the crowd, you do, you, like everyone can be paying attention, but if there's like the few people that aren't, mm-hmm. I feel like you focus on that too. So it's definitely very easy mm-hmm. for me to like be like, oh, like maybe that person doesn't like it or maybe they're not having the greatest time. But then if you focus on the people that actually are, you know, like super engaged, you still want to just give a great show because there are, it wouldn't be fair to like, you know, like, yeah. um, I'm like losing my words to play like a less like great of a show when you do have people who are there and they want to see you too. So I think it's just like changing. Yeah. That mindset. Right. It's almost like, it's like a comment. It's like people can be complimenting you and then you get one bad comment and you can only focus on that. I feel like Mm -hmm. it's kind of the same thing and it's all about like, yeah, mindset. Yeah. 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 That makes, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I think it's kind of like I guess I could equate it to like to you know when I like for example like when I throw a concert or like when I write an article and it's like okay Mm -hmm. all these people are reading this one particular article but then like throw like I do another article or throw another concert and it's like people are like there but they're not like actively there you know or 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 Mm -hmm. vice versa people are like reading it but they're not actively reading it you know like it's not like a whole lot of like numbers i guess i could say um but yeah that does make sense because like yeah if you if you only focus on like the bad like it's gonna it's gonna like tank your performance basically Mm, yeah yeah and then you know and then you're just overthinking it and then you like probably forget the words for the song or like you don't really forget the words but like it just doesn't flow properly you know Mm -hmm. yeah for sure yeah that's crazy um how's this scene like the uh music scene where you're at like is it is it popping is it is it different like what makes it so special where you're at in terms of music yeah toronto has a great music scene going i feel like the funny thing is it's like i feel like everybody knows everybody in a way so there's always like mutual um uh, people down there but yeah it's a it's a cool I think LA and and Nashville have like a little bit bigger of a music scene but Toronto's definitely like getting up there have like Drake of course (laughs) Justin Bieber (laughs) some cool artists though yeah Um, I think it's definitely it's becoming more on I think people's radar Toronto as like a music hub which is it's really cool to see yeah. so yeah that's really cool so okay i gotta ask this so forgive me for asking but like do people from toronto call it the six or is that just everybody that's not from toronto calls it the six like so like so like if i said all right where are you like are you from the six would you understand would that be yeah like bad as saying just like toronto for example because i'm always curious and i like i like yeah, I don't know. I because like, I refer to it as the sixth because of Drake, but I know it's Toronto. So like, I think I think people do both. Yeah, I think yeah. 
but I, t- I would totally get what you meant if you said that, yeah. <laughs> okay. Good. Then. Um, so that's cool that you said that everybody in, uh, why I said the six? I would say the six. Everybody in the six is like very like engaging when it comes to music. Do you, do you think that it's like easy to break out in Toronto in terms of like as a musician or do you think that there's a lot of like, uh, like people who are like, like, uh, like people who are like preventing you from becoming the artist that you want. Like, uh, yeah, just say yeah, yeah. Just like, just like, just like people who are preventing you from becoming an artist or succeeding. Yeah, I mean, I think I think it's always a challenge. I think no matter where you are, and there's definitely going to be people that come and um, want something from you. You know, there's always going to be those people or you know people who you think are going to get you to the next level and then you're like oh okay i think and that's why it's so important to know like as an artist like your why and why are you doing this and because i think there's so many high highs and so many low lows you have to have this kind of like um like why am i doing this and no one is gonna get your dreams for you as well I feel like that's something like if if you think like for example like oh yeah if only if I just had a a man a great manager or if I just had a um someone to do everything for me then I would be great when it is it's really like you do have to just figure a lot out on your own first I feel like yeah but yeah I think it's definitely I think wherever you are it's challenging Mm -hmm. but it's possible, you know? Of course. Anything's possible. Yeah. <laughs> I'm definitely not there yet. I, I have a lot to learn and figure out. So Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know that that does make sense because I, I could I could only imagine as an artist, um yeah, yeah, there's a lot of highs and lows. Like, you know, like for example, someone could be like, All right, um, you know, some like random email you guys like, oh, we just listen to your music. We'd like to, I don't know, fly you out to LA or whatever, or somewhere, and you can come perform at this festival. And you're like, oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. And then you like, then you like come back to your senses and you're like, wait, are they like gonna pay me for the like? And, and you, you know, you exactly, yeah. senses and realize like, does it make sense for me to do this? Like, are they gonna pay for this, 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 and this? Like, like exactly. Like, what is your, what's your intentions? Like, what's your why? Mm-hmm. Um, Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that because yeah. yeah I think that you know even even in like my scene when it comes to like writing about artists is like I always have to like know what my intention is when I'm about to write about an artist or interview or talk right. to an artist because like I could like I as someone could come with intentions that I think are good but the artist could perceive it as not good and vice versa so mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. it's very interesting um what is uh so speaking of on like intentions what are your intentions when it comes to like writing music like do you is there like a certain like mood that you get into when you're about to get into you're about to mm-hmm. write a song or like or just is it just you're walking down the street and you just think of a song and you write it down like i'm always curious on like the process um like yeah you know what i mean like the 
the, yeah, yeah, the yeah. process of writing a song because I don't know what that is at all. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, for me, I feel like it can be, it's like so different. It can be like super random, like why a lyric or a song idea pops in to my head. I feel like it, it really is based on like per song. So like All I Wanted, for example, mm-hmm. is something that like emotionally like happened to me and I decided to like get out how I was feeling and just write that out and then find a chord progression that kind of matched how I was feeling and put that together and then a song like one of my songs called neighbor was very much just kind of like a concept and a conversation Mm -hmm. um but yeah it can be as simple as like watching somebody like talk on the phone yeah. And you just form, like, you get this, like, lyric in your head or something, you know, and write it down and then come back to it. Yeah. But, yeah, I feel I feel like for me it's definitely different, like, per song. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's cool. So, um, so, so, um, I'll just send your song all I wanted. It's nice. I like it a lot. Um, oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're welcome. So, like, what, uh, you said that it was something that, like, that was, like, emotional that happened, right? Like, what if you want to share what like what like what drove you to write that song yeah so it was basically just I feel like in general it's often like hard for us to just say what needs to be said Mm -hmm. and be vulnerable with someone because we're always worried about like what they're gonna think or how they're gonna react or um really just guarding ourselves right just so that we're not gonna be judged or anything Mm -hmm. and for me it was kind of just like um somebody like that I cared about like as a friend and like life goes on and things get I don't know we just didn't have that like as friendship anymore and it's kind of just I think it's really easy to leave something or just let it let it go or just like be like whatever but I just wanted to like get it out there but like I you know what no like I'm I miss you like I miss our friendship I miss like what that was and and I feel like at the end of the day too sometimes it doesn't even matter how the other person reacts or if you have an expectation on how you want them to react like that doesn't even really matter it's just the freeing almost feeling that comes with being vulnerable and it's almost like it's more powerful than weak I feel like mm-hmm. you know yeah so I don't know that kind of is it's kind of like a it's kind of a concept based song but also um it was inspired I also like to just like if something happens to me like kind of sometimes dramatize it a little bit in the song <laughs> so yeah yeah now that that makes a lot of sense. I, I think that yeah. I think being, being open, to to people, in whatever shape or form, it it is tough. Like even for me, like, um, you know, I think the beauty of like the wandering year, is like it's my outlook of like, being open so people can like read it mm-hmm. and I can do it through music, but. I think the challenge is that like being open with somebody like personally is yeah it's tough but I do Mm -hmm. like yeah I like how you said that sometimes you just gotta like put it out there and just 
you know, not, and just, yeah, just literally put it out there and if someone takes it, they take it. If they don't take it, then at least it, it's like some, it's like kind of like closure in a way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. That's good. Um, tell me about your song, uh, Neighbors. What is it about? And like, why did you write it? Yeah, so Neighbor, it was written in like 2016. Mm -hmm. So it was like a while, a while back. And I actually, I heard, so I heard an artist named Daryl London, her song on the radio. Mm -hmm. And I was like, whoa, like, I love this song. I want to get to know this person. And so we met up for coffee. And we just kind of like started like a friendship type thing. And went over to her place and we got like A&W burgers and we're just talking on her back porch and we were looking at all the neighbors around her and she was like it's such a weird thing how we live so close to these people but I would never trust them like to take care of my kids or like I barely know anything about them you know and just like that concept of even like Toronto life like you're super busy everyone's in their own zones but we're with all these people who have who add value to the world you know and I don't know yeah I think it it was along the lines of again like how it's easy to judge someone without knowing their story Mm -hmm. or you know or I I even feel like that's why like getting like car like when you get car rage like road rage (laughs) in your car you know it's easy to blame people because we don't know them or you can't even really see them yeah you know because you can be like oh that person sucks or whatever yeah um but yeah it's kind of it was just so yeah it was like that kind of of a concept of or 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 the flip side even like somebody right next to you could be like for you maybe like the top blog writer in the world right and you, you just don't know who's who knows who who that can connect you to? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of we're like, whoa, yeah. And then the song is kind of just developed over the years. Mm-hmm. In twenty twenty, came out. <laughs> perfect timing, honestly. <laughs> yeah, that's wow. That that makes a, that's that's interesting. Yeah, because like you know, like I was you know, for example. Um, I don't live in Seattle, Seattle, but I live in like the suburbs of Seattle. But sometimes I go to like downtown. I'm just fascinated by like the amount of people that are there. And it's just like, mm-hmm. like there's so many people that are there that are walking and like you just don't, yeah, you literally don't know their story. You don't know what they're going through. You don't know what they're thinking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, you know, but someone can like, like, like walk by you and bump you or look at you weirdly and you're like, like what's the deal but like you don't know if that person like lost their job or if they mm-hmm. you know whatever like there's many things that we don't know but we yep. we are yeah we're we're just like literally quick to judge and not so mm-hmm. yeah i like that that's that's really good um that's what I, said. Oh, I lost my thought uh oh um so what was the first performance you had and what so after you had that performance like like 
did you think that this is something you want to do for the foreseeable future or was this or did you just think that oh that was fun like how'd you feel mm. I think the first performance I had performing an original song I think I was probably 13 and it was like a music kind of recital mm -hmm. type thing and yeah I think it was so fun afterwards I think it, it was also just um it was a really supportive kind of crowd that I performed in front of yeah. I think that was just cool like connecting with people too through it and I was like whoa like I want to do this more yeah. <laughs> so yeah it was, it was fun yeah that's awesome that's really cool yeah, I, yeah, I think, yeah, I think it's always good when, when people are supporting you, even if people are quietly supporting you, which is something I've, mm. like, something I've learned is, like, you, you never know who's supporting you, you know, mm. um, and, like, which, which gets into my question is, like, uh, how do you, how do you prevent yourself from getting too much into the numbers or, the followers or the shares or the likes or the articles that are in about your interviews like how do you how do you keep yourself grounded when like you know like a song hits like 50,000 streams and you're like whoa this is crazy you have like all these followers like how do you keep yourself grounded that's a great question I have never hit 50,000 streams yet so that um, It'll Looking happen. forward to that day. I'll, I'll just click 14,000 times. I got you. Awesome. Yes. <laughs> um, I think, oh, I think that is such a great question because I think that is such a tough one. And I think every artist and, well, people in general, I guess, in like business these days because the numbers are what everyone is looking at. Mm -hmm. Um. I think, I think probably last year I was even like a little bit more caught up in it. And there's always like you go to conferences or, or really speak to like a lot of people in the industry and they'll always be like, well, what are your numbers at? Like, we won't even look at you unless you have, you know, so however many thousands of yeah, followers. Yeah. Um, but I think, I think again, like Daniel, for me, it's been just like, what, like, why am, why am I, it's coming back to that again. Like, why am I doing this? Um, and I feel like good things come when you are trying to, again, like keep your like mind space, like, and also like, I've heard like to, I think just being, a, I guess, like trying to be a good person too, more than the numbers. Cause I feel like when you're in a numbers game, you never look as it's all, you're always looking at people as competition mm -hmm. and like, mm -hmm. I feel like that can be a hard thing in the industry is like fake. You don't really know who's your friend sometimes. Um, but yeah, I'd say, again just like focusing on your why and I don't have it all together like sometimes there are days where I'm like it does you know you can it can mess with you sometimes too but I think just yeah remembering that and 
I think taking social media breaks is also a really good thing, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. I think sometimes we need to step away from it and not compare. Comparison kills creativity, I think. So. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's, yeah, that's very, uh, that's very nice you said that. Because, yeah, I, yeah, I think that, you know, like, like I could only, speaking on like, on a, fan slash writer perspective not like an artist artist but i could see you know like an artist gets x amount of streams you know this amount of streams you're like but like my music is way better than this person but like, like yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah like literally why does this person have so much yeah basically like why like but i'm like out here like sharing and grinding and whatnot um mm-hmm. yeah and i feel like yeah you know yeah, if you do compare, then yeah, it does kill creativity. And that's, yeah, that's, that's really nice. Because that's something I've thought about is like, in my side, when it comes to writing, it's like, okay, well, like, I kind of look at myself like, all right, so like, you have like your pitchforks and all those other and you're like, then, then there's me, then I'm like, eh, you know, I could become like a pitchfork and all that. But like, all they do is just write the same stuff. And then just like, change it up a little bit but like I'm actually like producing like great content and whatnot and so yeah I think taking those breaks too mental breaks is important because mm. yeah yeah because once you think the numbers it, it it's not good yeah because mm-hmm. yeah. then yeah go ahead oh no I was just saying I, I think it's like and it's always good to strive to be better and like to you know put your best work out there Mm -hmm. and I guess like reach reach as many people as you can Mm -hmm. but I think yeah when it you're right like when it becomes like about the numbers or wanting to like just be famous for example it just distracts from like what makes you unique you know and yeah yeah I, I've, I've said like multiple times like I'd rather get there slower doing it the right way than like quick get a bunch of followers and it's just because anyone can be famous you know like if you want like you know what I mean like yeah yeah true. yeah no, no, no that that is very true like for example tomorrow you, I don't know, like, tomorrow I could create a meme and then become famous but then I'm like but then, but then, you know, you know, I've always wondered, it's like people who become famous, like literally famous, like, like fast, you always wonder, like, one, how do they get there? But two, like, that's sad, you know, because like now from like, from now on forever, people are like, oh, you just got famous because of this very fast. But like, they didn't see that you were like, you know, sitting on the streets or sitting in the subway or whatever. But like they just see like you're this famous person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's crazy. Which which ties into my question is, um, do you want to be remembered or or um, recognized? Like like let's say at like the end of everything, you know, and it's all said and done. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, do you want to be remembered or do you want to be recognized? for what you did in music and in general? Remembered, 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel it. It's cool. Yeah. It's a good question. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Because right? yeah, if you're if you're recognized and you're famous, but if you're remembered, people will remember you forever. So, I like that. Um. So, what do you have planned for 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 now and for the rest of the year in terms of music wise and maybe personal ones? Good question. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> um, I'm I'm working on um. I have a few projects I'm working on right now. Mm-hmm. There's another single that I'm working on. Yeah. And um, I think just honestly trying to figure out what 2020 is it's kind of hard to plan, especially like anything in terms of like tour, like tour or gigs or anything like that mm-hmm. right now. But I think I'm, I'm also just like hunkering down on writing too right now and meeting with a few people but yeah i just kind of keep on keeping on (laughs) (laughs) i feel it yeah yeah i know that that's true yeah it yeah i will say one thing that 2020 has like taught me so far is like you really can't plan for stuff like Mm. not to and i feel like time doesn't exist but that that's another conversation for another day (laughs) My friend actually said that to me the other day. She's like, it's all, it's all fake. It's not real. I was like, okay. Yeah, I mean, maybe Kanye West is right when he said we're on a simulation. <laughs> you never know. That's what my brother thinks that too. He's dead serious that we are living in one. <laughs> my brother yeah. too. Yeah. But yeah, it's, yeah. But I don't know. Time is interesting. This year has been very interesting. What, what, what is one thing that you learned from this year so far? I mean, granted, the year's not over, but like in this period, what have you, mm. what have you learned, and what's and or like it, it can be music-wise, it can be personal-wise, or like any new hobbies that you've like discovered that you like doing, um, or 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 even got back to doing, I guess. Ooh. Well, I've definitely, I've been doing a lot more baking this year. And it's kind of weird because like gyms all shut down. The home workouts, I actually grew to like really like home workouts. Yeah. Even like more than the gym. (laughs) That's not anything deep, but like, um, I think, honestly, I think like gratitude has been a big thing that's come back. You know, I, I feel like it's the one time like as as crazy and stressful as it kind of has been like the past few months it was just with like businesses and everything shutting down mm-hmm. it really is almost like a pause button and it's made i feel like everyone trying to kind of like reevaluate what they're doing you know like there's not much that can interrupt the flow like like work school everything just stops yeah and i feel like just like kind of sitting in gratitude it can even be like you know just like i'm glad to have another day you know or have food on the table you know so yeah Yeah. i like that also yeah with planning that's true like what you said like 
this whole year was planned and looked like differently. I feel like for probably probably everyone, mm-hmm. but um, yeah. Yeah, no, that that is true. Like I, for me, like I I I like four concerts that were gonna no three three that were gonna happen, and one one was gonna happen, but it was like the day of when Washington State like closed down everything or like started to close down and then I was like I shouldn't do it but yeah you know that is true being being happy and being grateful um yeah it's important and what's what's funny is like is like we had to go through this like pandemic or reset whatever you call it to kind of like be more happy Mm -hmm. Um, and what's what's kind of interesting was uh is really tied to music but um i was i was listening to this like podcasting and it was this like old like 1968 movie or whatever and they like they basically took this like potion or whatever and then if if you take it you become happy and grateful and excited but like those that didn't take it they're just like normal people um so i kind of i don't know i guess like in a weird way covid was that kind of potion it was like Finest this and all that stuff, like. But in a general sense, like I feel like people are, are a little bit more accepting of just change because because you mm. have to now. So, yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's very true. Yeah. Um. Is there is there anything else you want to share with our audience or your audience or anybody who's listening? I don't think so. Mm-hmm. I think that was good. That was those are some really great questions. Yeah, definitely. Um, where can we, where can we find you? Are you on social media? Yes, Instagram okay. at Abby J dot Hall, mm-hmm. and the rest is should just be all Abby J Hall. Hey, I just want to give a big thank you to Abby for spending time, and just being down to be interviewed for this podcast. Much love to her. Um, you guys should all check out her music, check out her song, All I Wanted, check out also Neighbors, uh, she is on Spotify and wherever else you find your music, and make sure you follow her on Instagram as well, which is abbyj.hall, and all of her other social medias, and just go out, support where you can, and just, yeah, share her stuff, she's really talented, a really cool person, and we had a great time talking, uh, so it was fun. But yeah, so I just wanted to share that. Thank you guys all for listening and supporting The Wanderneer and just being here for season two. Um, Season two is going to be very similar to kind of how this is, which is just a lot of like interviews and just people are going to be coming on from different areas and different perspectives. Um, Maybe those who don't like music, but those who like music and just a wide range of voices will be on the podcast so super excited for that um a lot of things are coming we are adding um hopefully three new teammates to the wanderneer and so um eventually i would like to put them on to the podcast so they can introduce themselves but other than that everything is good um if you liked this episode share it with your friends and uh follow us on instagram the wander near facebook twitter as well 
and check out our website. We have some great content on there. And yeah, just stay safe, stay healthy. Don't be don't be dumb. Don't do anything stupid. And yeah, I'll see you guys next time. Bye.